time to get farming. Welcome to Pocono Mountains Podcast. I'm Jim Hamill, and this is the kickoff of season three. And with a change of seasons from winter to spring, we are focused on the growing season ahead at farms all across the Pocono Mountains. Many of those farms and farmers have been doing it a long time. Generations of families tilling the soil, harvesting crops, and providing locally grown produce and other products for Pocono residents, visitors, and even nearby cities. We have a second part of our three-part series on farming in Wayne County, this time at a hydroponic farm. More on that in a bit. The Poconos is a year-round destination for millions of people, with 2,400 square miles of mountains, forests, rivers, and lakes, with historic downtowns and iconic family resorts. It's the perfect getaway. You can always find out more on PoconoMountains.com or watch PTN, the Pocono Television Network streaming live 24-7. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. We'll have a new episode each week, highlighting lots of the fun things you can experience while you're visiting the Poconos. Subscribe and leave a review and or comment on whatever platform you listen. Now, back to the episode. Last month, Chris Barrett featured Robinson Family Farm on Pocono Perspectives. Now, he's visiting Bialecki Farms, which uses a unique system which incorporates water to grow all their crops. It's all part of the agri-legacy that Wayne County has held all over these years and into the future. Enjoy. We're in a hydroponic farm area. And what are we in? What structure are we in right now? Just so I say it right. This, this is a hydroponic greenhouse. Hydroponic greenhouse. Yeah. And it's just fascinating to be here and to, and to see this. One of the things I noticed is both of you really are into self-sustainability and something that's self-sustained. Stan, right. what does that mean? As far as farming is concerned, is, is the first and foremost is to be able to um, financially sustain yourself. And to do that, we utilize the hydroponic methods for more rapid growth. We're using a lot less space. The production that you see in here, if you were to do this in the ground, you're using multiple acres of land to produce the same that we have in, in this one greenhouse. So we're using a lot less land for what we do produce. And then that remaining land is, is left to nature. It's left the way it is. The trees are intact. And that's really important. So we talked a little bit before about um, yields. Yes. So how much do you yield in a hydroponic is the right way to say it? Yes. Hydropon yep. Hydroponic farming, how much would Your we yield? Your yield is 20 times what it would be in conventional farming. Mm -hmm. Out, conventional outdoor farming. How's the quality of what's grown hydroponically versus organically or traditionally? I would say a higher quality. I like to say the plants are babied. They're getting everything they need. They're protected from the weather. They're getting all the nutrient that they need. So they literally, they're babied for their entire life. So you're getting faster growth and what you're harvesting is a high quality product that's, that, that's younger. <laughs> I wake up in the morning in this great blue state. Oh, Hi, everybody. This is part two of a three-part series for Pocono Perspectives that we're looking at farming in the Pocono Mountains. And you wouldn't really think farming exists here, but it's live and well, and it really does. We have great innovative people here doing really innovative things. And that's why we wanted to talk about that. So Stan and Amy, um, your story too, I think, is really interesting. Stan, how, how did we get here? How are you guys here now? 
We started, we, we grew up in New Jersey. We moved out to Pennsylvania when we first got together over, 20, 20, over 25, 25, 25 years, years ago, ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we wanted to have a little bit more of a rural lifestyle. We kind of moved way up the state to buy our first home and then... We started homesteading and we, it was producing for ourselves, having a garden, have some, some chickens for eggs and, and that's where the, the homesteading lifestyle kind of began and that same mentality kind of leads to, okay, so we're producing for ourselves as far as food wise. Now, can we produce for ourselves financially off of the land? Oh, so homesteading is just the yeah. first step in producing. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah definitely, a, definitely. A, a small first step and then, yeah. and uh, we're in Northern Wayne County up in the mountains and uh, it allowed us to do a lot more homesteading. Yeah. Like we, we, we had more land available. So when we wanted to have goats or or a dairy cow or you know more space that we could we could add to that homesteading that we were we were doing it was probably like middle of may we went to one of the mud auctions that they have you know for the far, old farm equipment and that kind of thing and i bought a plow and i hooked it up to my little tractor and we went 40 feet and i just snapped the shank right off of that right off of that plow because of the rocks, the rocks. Oh, Wayne wow. County and, is known for being very, the ground is very rocky. So you just kind of think you well, throw some seeds in the ground. So when you go and break a plow right off the bat, you're like, well, all right, this conventional farming thing's not, not necessarily going to work on this land. So, okay, what's, what's plan B? What else, what else can we do? So you found out that traditional farming was going to be a little tougher than what you thought. So what is your educational background? I got my GED. GED. And then I did, engineering uh like construction engineering inspection for 20 years not much different than his i mean i went to uh graduated high school actually went through cosmetology was going to be a hairstylist but um that didn't work out that way when we moved out we got together moved out to pennsylvania um and i spent many years just raising our children not and just was, raising the and, children and, not and, just no you were a very she took she was a stay-at-home mom and homestead wife she'd be out there with a bucket milking the cow in the snow yes, when it was yes. four degrees yeah so it's not just yeah yeah, yeah 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 but that was my concentration we were very, right? that was that was what i wanted to do I wanted we were to very blessed to be able to do that so you have a some construction back yes Yes. Oh, oh, we have some water happening here. Yeah, <laughs> the seedlings being watered. It's being a little aggressive at the moment. Is that automatic? It is. It's, yes, on, it it's on a timer. It's every, I think every hour it runs for a few seconds and, and keeps all those seedlings watered. Oh, that's that really pipe neat. usually is turned down a bit more. It moved. Mm. Okay. Well, the building we're in right now, you built yourself. Everything. Yeah. So the construction background really helped. Yeah, construction background. Okay. I did like all phases of construction when I was in my younger years. Um, I also did um, some landscaping, so I knew how to run machinery and stuff like that. So, and that, and and that came in handy a lot with this. So with each greenhouse that we put up or, you know, the hydroponics, he designed all the systems that we have and, you know, he knows how to do the carpentry, the electrical, That's great. you yeah. know, so when it came, we could really do that stuff ourselves. How did you make the connection that hydroponic was the way to go? And how long did it take to get to where we are now? It sounds silly. Internet research, YouTube. Internet, yeah, YouTube. It just, but it did yeah. take, it, it took us probably five years. When we did it, I wanted to be sure that it we could make enough work. money. Yeah. That, and, you know. Did you have other jobs in the meantime? So He did. He, I was, did. he was working off farm. Uh, he worked in uh, precast 
I, I was a PennDOT inspector oh, and, okay. and yeah. for various DOTs up and down the coast. So it, it, it how long have you been, has this just been your sole? Since three, 2019. Three years. Yeah. yeah, three years now. Yeah, three years and a few months. It's been sole from the farm, yep. And what's a typical day here? You it just, depends on the day. I mean, there is a routine, but throughout the week, there's certain tasks on a certain day, and my tasks aren't the same as, as his. You know, it's uh, farmer's markets are over the, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday is a farmer's market. So come Monday, Tuesday, there could be various tasks if there's some weeding in the outside beds or general maintenance that you have to do, but then you have to get into your harvesting, your weekly crops, you're getting ready to, to replant. Like in here, as soon as something gets harvested, we're replanting. So you're getting ready to put those new plants in and then you have to start seeds because you have to keep that rotation going every week. So you're doing that, and, and he could be doing maintenance on the tomato plants, pruning. So there's a cycle of yeah. planting per season. Oh, yeah. There is? Oh, okay. Well, there is oh, yeah. somewhat. I mean, in here, it's every single, it's not seasonal, it's every week. Every week, the yeah. Crops will the crop mix changes slightly, but every week, we, that 52 stays weeks, the same. We, we plant and harvest in here. So you have mustard, lettuce, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Top soy. Um, watercress, some herbs. Swiss chard, lettuces. Yes. Like you said, the plants are babied, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. And they, they are, are yeah. very young. They like lettuce can be very bitter in, in late summer because it gets it, it the they heat. the heat makes them grow slower and then they the, the older they get the bitter the more bitter they get the closer they get this go and to seed. I have to ask about that because I'm an iceberg shredded lettuce kind of guy. Oh you're one of those guys. <laughs> so, okay. my, my, dad, my dad's one of those guys too. No, I get really excited when we have some customers that will come to us at market and say I've I've never been excited about lettuce before. Oh, wow. Or this is the best lettuce I've ever had. And I love hearing things like that because it's like who gets excited about lettuce? But they are, they're excited about it because it is it is different. I'm gonna show how much I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But all I know is that iceberg lettuce has no nutrients pretty much, right? It's all yeah. water. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I don't know that that's yeah, I mean, I'm sure I there's some, that, but yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. That's yeah, all, yeah. You know. it's just, it is, it's water. I think it's better if, if you're eating greens than eating cheese puffs. So ice, iceberg <laughs> is better than cheese puffs. <laughs> oh, I test that quite often with yeah. the cheese puffs. I, I think the, the biggest thing that, that a consumer should know, and, and, and you want to feed your family the freshest vegetables possible. And that iceberg was picked 14 days ago. In California, probably. In California. Well, Oregon, and but yeah. Yeah, and, and shipped, shipped across the country. When, yeah. when we pick for market, we're picking on usually Wednesday, and our customers are, are having it by Friday or Saturday. So you guys are at farmer's markets a lot, is that right? That's yeah, what we do that's for- That's primarily our, farmer's yeah. markets. We have a website, we can do pre-orders with our customers. They can even come here to pick up orders. We have a couple restaurants that uh, that buy from us. Restaurants and resorts, or do you have you supply those like just, just a couple, that's, that's what, not the majority. A couple are local, and then we have started um, supplying a couple in the city as well, New York City. And we've been lucky to be a part of the county food pantry. They actually got a grant so that they could buy fresh vegetables from the local farms and provide it to the food pantry families. So we've been lucky to be a part of that too. So do you guys have, you guys have a family? Uh, yes. Kids, how yeah. old? Three, three kids, um, 20, 18, and 14. How do they like the farm? Are they involved? Uh, not at all. No, <laughs> no, no. I think that's the same with any, um, any family-run business. Nobody wants to work for their right. parents, and I don't think that matters what the industry is. That's the same. We've, we even had some years where um, 
uh, some of our kids, they actually went to work for other farms who were friends of ours. And oh, then wow. other kids came As and worked for us. You know, oh, wow. it's not, I don't know that it's necessarily the farming aspect, but it's, I don't want to work for my parents. Wow. <laughs> and I have a 20 and 22, so I get that. Yeah. yeah. Are you concerned about where farming's going, family farm? Because this is a family farm, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or does that concern you at I, all? I, I, I'm hopeful for that because I think we see a lot more of it. You see more of the small family farms, more like ours. Historically, the Poconos were noted for the local small farms that produced for those people coming from the city. I never knew that. In, in, the, in the 1800s, they were your classic market farm based off of the, um, like, uh, Paris model or a Parisian right. model. But then for a time, know? we got Which away is, from that. Yeah, no, we did because yeah. it became cheaper to bring the produce from Lancaster by truck. Once they had trucks and roads, it became cheaper to use a truck, but before then they never did that. It's nice to see that coming back. It's coming back to the small local family farms. You see the restaurants, they're interested in the farm, the farm to table, table. like you yeah. said. They're interested in getting that from the but local But it's farms. not, locally here, it's not just greenwashing. It really is the local restaurants purchase from the local farms. It's really good. And, and as much as they can. Does it concern you that it seems like there's a lot of big conglomerate farms out there? Does that concern you? I think there's always going to be a space for both. Well, we've learned so much today from both of you. And I wanted to just ask, where do you see this farm in five years? What, what are your hopes and dreams for the next five and 10 years? I, I can't even go that far. And so many people say, what is your five-year plan? And it's like, hold on, let me get to next year first. Here's what, one year at a time. A business is like a child. When you, when you have a small child, it's your job to take care of and nurture the child and direct the child and teach the child and, and get the child going in, in some direction. But then later, as the child matures, I see our business as probably a young teenager now. And the young teenager, I don't wanna tell them what classes to take. I don't wanna tell them what direction to go. I don't wanna direct the farm in the direction it goes. I want to allow the business to direct me in its needs and allow it to grow. And at this point it is, and we can see year by year, the farm tells us what it needs. When we have a shortage of a product, we're selling out, well, we need more of that. You know, we can, it, it, it shows us where we need to change and, and where we need to grow. Well, I found out so much today, speaking of growing, homesteading, farming here in the early times. So we're gonna look into that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I really appreciate you guys giving us the time today. Sure. It's been a great learning experience, just another new aspect of the Pocono Mountains. So also I wanna thank all of you for tuning in today. And I hope you've enjoyed speaking with Stan and Amy, just like we have. And I'm Chris Barrett for Pocono Perspective, which you're seeing on the Pocono Television Network. Thanks for watching. Bialecki Farms also featured at the Main Street Farmer's Market at the Cooperage and other locations. You can learn more about the farm at our website, PoconoMountains.com. The reason you'd want to have a hospitality job like this is the ability to interact with so many different people and to create an amazing experience for them every day. The cool part about working at the Poconos is you get to play where you work. So it's a ton of fun, it's good money, lots to do. This mountain doubles as a great place to learn, but also a beautiful community to work in, uh, make friends. Great jobs are available now. Go to PoconoMountains.com jobs. 
We're back. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. I'm Jim Hamill. Last summer, PTN stopped by the Wayne County Fairgrounds during the annual Agricultural Fair, which is 160 years strong, and met some amazing young farmers through the 4-H program. Here's our story from Pocono Mountains Magazine from the Wayne County Fair. Hey everyone, it's Jim Hamill here at the Wayne County Fair, and it's the 160th year for this agricultural event near Honesdale. And each and every year, generations of families have been raising livestock here through 4-H and then auctioning them off the last Saturday of the fair. And so it's a tradition. And that means that agriculture has a very special place here in the Poconos, and we wanted to share that with you, our viewers. The sun was only just starting to come up when Mackenzie and Wyatt Wiest got to the Wayne County Fairgrounds to tend to their cows. The brother and sister had already spent the entire week here as part of 4-H. We've been working up to this week for the whole year. With these guys, they were born last May, April. So we've been working with them since the time they were born. The sheer amount of work these kids put into raising their prized animals is astounding. Every morning, up early, feeding, cleaning, and learning a legacy of agriculture. Usually we're up around 5.36 to go over and do barn chores. And like in the morning, it feels like a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun to do it with your family. Wyatt and Mackenzie may have a few years left in 4-H. While Michaela and Matthew Stone of Stone Valley Farm in Hamlin are finishing their chapters and beginning new ones. My passion actually started in 4-H. My dad started us very young. The day I came home from the hospital, he put me in a tractor and it just kind of all uh, unfolded from there. Forage uh, kind of set me up for what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. For Michaela, that means studying to be a large animal veterinarian. 4-H and farming sparked that passion and now she and her brother are grateful for the experience of this fair, 4-H and farming. The friends that I made along the way, I mean, winning's fun, but you know, the people you meet, like the journey is what it's all about. And winning is just what Matthew finished his 4-H career doing. By the end of the Wayne County Fair, these kids had to part ways with their animals at auction. Bittersweet for them, yes, but an invaluable learning experience for the next generation of Wayne County farms and farmers. In 4-H, you learn like how to help each other and how like to have good sportsmanship. Like, so if you don't win the class, you don't get mad and cry. And like, you just kind of say good job to whoever won. And it's usually pretty fun. For me, it's a big deal because like, somebody has to put the food on the table and kids learn it. And I've had a few kids come up to me and say that they want to do it this year, which is very good because Agriculture is dying, so with younger kids involved, it would be better. These traditions, a part of the agri-legacy of Wayne County and the Northern Poconos. Watch for more stories soon on Pocono Television Network about the farms and farmers who are working hard to keep the industry alive. Jim Hamill, Pocono Proud in Wayne County for the Pocono Television Network. H and the agri-legacy of the Northern Poconos, a major reason why this region is a top spot for a culture of agriculture. We hope you enjoyed Pocono Mountains podcast. 
the first episode of the third season. Boy, has time flown. Please remember to subscribe anywhere podcasts are available. Come visit us in the Pocono Mountains. Plan your trip today. Today.